Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Purcell. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays from people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There's medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand the deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business. Sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Julie Stonefelt. Julie is a park ranger and co-founder of Wild Homestead Living. At 35, she was diagnosed with stage 2 DCIS and mucinous carcinoma. Here's Julie Stonefelt reading her essay titled After Death Leaves Its Calling Card. A lesson I learned about life from my cancer experience is that while death has left its calling card, I've also been given a strange gift. Sitting in the chair next to my husband, I didn't feel sad at the news I had cancer. I'd already become well acquainted with grief and loss. At the age of 35, I knew I could handle this too. My first question was to ask if my husband was okay. At that moment, I had no idea what lay ahead. I grew up very fast in a family full of secrets around mental and physical health issues. At a young age, I became a primary caretaker. This required me to keep most people at a distance, but through it all, I had my best friend, Erica. From the age of five, our lives and families were intertwined. When our siblings were born three days apart, we plotted for them to one day marry so we could become true sisters. That dream and many others died with her when I was 20. On a mountain pass in Colorado, Erica lost her life in a terrible accident. I spent the next 15 years learning how to bear that loss. As I became an adult, I focused on developing a career in service to the wild animals and wild places we both loved. Like so many life passages that had come before, when I received my diagnosis, I longed to sit down with her over a cup of tea to talk about it. But over the years, I learned to wrap that grief around me and continue on. All through treatment, I was focused on the end goal, get through to the other side. I sailed through my left breast mastectomy, defying the timelines for recovery. I managed the hormone pills with minimal side effects. But when I walked away from the implant recovery surgery, I didn't feel victorious. I was no longer the woman who had been sitting in that chair the year before. I tried to get back to her, that former version of myself. I pushed through pain on epic hikes. But over the next year, all of the stitches holding my implant in place pulled out. 
My chest looked like a lump of vanilla ice cream sliding down a wall. I was constantly reminded, both inside and out, that I was no longer the woman I had been. Through treatment, I had been focused on the horizon, on surviving. At the same time, little pieces of my former self had fallen away. I was so confused. Everyone around me was ready to rejoice at my survival, but I couldn't bring myself to share their joy. Things that had seemed so important to me before no longer mattered. I did not understand how I could feel so lost when I had suffered far less than many women. I had not had to endure chemo or radiation. I had not lost my hair. My husband had stuck by my side. What was wrong with me? When I realized I could never go back to the person I was before cancer, I freaked out. (laughs) I went to live in a cabin in the woods along a river that was owned by an old friend. I told my husband I wasn't sure if we could stay married. It was then I started to grieve my lost body part and my old life. And then something happened. I looked at my life, completely cleared of all expectations, and I realized I was free to create something new. Just like new life springing from the forest floor after a fire, I could plant new seeds. Sitting along the river, I thought about Erica. I thought about one of our childhood dreams I had long ago put on a shelf to collect dust. That dream was to live in a cabin in the woods where we would make what was needed for our own survival. I realized it was time to stop speculating on my dreams and to start living them with whatever time I had left on this earth. Eventually, I had the implant removed and had a deep flap reconstruction surgery. The recovery was grueling, but the procedure solved many of the physical issues. My husband and I found our way back to each other. With the help of family, we left Seattle and moved to our own acreage in rural Washington state. I can honestly say that I'm happier than I have ever been in my life. While death has left its calling card and I still carry the grief and loss of all I have endured, I have also been given a strange gift. I have been given the chance to rise from the ashes of my old life. As I let go of fear, I am creating something completely new and real and beautiful. I am healing from a lifetime of loss in ways I never expected. I am helping others find joy and connection with the world. I think Erica would be delighted. I'm Emily Purcell, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Ooh.